Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the 20, where we'll be talking about football, football, and more football. All right, guys, today we're doing our third mock draft, and we're going to switch it up a little bit. So typically what we'll do with you guys is we'll uh, we'll do our mock drafts beforehand. Ryan and I will go over it, and uh, then we'll just go through it. But I think that we're going to try something new today, and we're going to go through it interactively, and we're going to do it as we go um, while we're filming. So we haven't started yet, so we're about to get this started. We're on uh, Mock Draft Machine thedraftnetwork.com if any of you guys want to go do your own uh but we're we're working with this we're working through this as we speak so let's go ahead and get started all right so with the i'm going to start off we're going to switch back and forth with every pick so with the first pick i'm going to take trevor lawrence with the jaguars i don't really see them taking anyone else he's filling all their needs they need a qb and trevor lawrence is the best qb in this draft as far as we know so jaguars take trevor lawrence and uh, the Jets have the second overall pick. So who are they taking? Right? All right, yeah. So uh, with the second overall pick, I've seen I've seen it going a bunch of different ways. Like yeah. I've seen people taking Justin Fields. I've seen people take Zach Wilson. I've even seen people take Jamar Chase, maybe a number two overall. But I do think that Zach Wilson is going to end up being the better quarterback. So I, agree. I will be going with Zach Wilson at number two. All right, with the third pick, uh, we have the Dolphins on the board. So. This is a tough one because you can go receiver, you can go tackle. But I think that if the Isaiah Wilson trade, which we saw a couple of days ago, you know, works out, uh, the Dolphins have a dresser need there. They can also, this is a very offensive line heavy draft. They can obviously go offensive line later. I think you want to get your your receiver for Tua early on. So I'm going to switch. I'm going to mix this up a little bit. I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle going to the Dolphins. And here's why. I think that Jalen Waddle. I've, I've been researching a little bit. I think that Jalen Waddle is a better prospect than Jamar Chase. Uh, I think if I had to rank my top three receivers in the draft, I'd have Jam- uh, Jalen Waddle at number one, Jamar Chase at two, and Devontae Smith at three. And yes, Jam- Devontae Smith did win the Heisman Trophy, but his skills, he has skills, but I don't know how well they'll translate to the NFL. And Jalen Waddle, man, he's got everything. He's physical. He's fast. He's able to create so much separation and he's just excellent. So I think that he's the better receiver to go with here. <clears throat> and I think that he would actually work very well in the Dolphins scheme. So you got with the fourth All right, pick. and uh, with the fourth pick, the Falcons, they're also a team that is maybe looking for a new quarterback after Matt Ryan retires. So they either pick one this year or they wait till next year with nowhere near as great of a QB class. So I think they do take the shot here. And I okay. think they'll end up taking Justin Fields. That's fair. Now, Traylance did have a good pro day, you know, uh, yesterday. And so that could be a factor in him going earlier in the draft. So keep a watch for that. He could go earlier to the draft of the Falcons or even the Jets. I could totally see that happening. So, All right. Now, uh, with the fifth pick, who do you have the Bengals taking? So I've seen this go a couple of ways. I've seen them taking Jamar Chase to pair with with Joe Burrow. I've seen them take Panay Sewell. I've even seen a lot of them take Rashawn Slater. But the one that I think – I've actually seen a lot of them take Kyle Pitts as well. I, I think that's kind of ridiculous. But, I think it's ridiculous. But, I, I mean, he obviously he's probably the best offensive weapon in this draft, but I don't see him going to the Bengals. So, yes, I see I see the Bengals taking an O-lineman here. And it's a matter of do they want to take Panay Sewell or do they want to take Rashawn Slater? And so this is a tough one. You guys might have to give me a minute. I think I know who I'd go with here, but I'll let you. I'm going to go with Panay Sewell. 
That's yeah. just because he's he's been the better prospect for for so long. Yes, Rashawn Slater had an explosive season this season, but I think he's going to be the number two offensive tackle in this draft just because Panay Sewell has had so much hype. I don't know if the Bengals will. Uh, I could totally see them taking Rashawn Slater as well. So it, it's a it's a back and forth for me, but I think Panay Sewell is probably the better prospect. So who you got for six? Well, with the Eagles, we've seen how they missed out on a lot of good receivers, and right. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think we talked about this in a previous episode, and we had them taking a wide receiver. I, I don't see that changing, so I'm going with Jamar Chase here. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with you there. Uh, with the number seven pick, we got the Detroit Lions, and there's a couple of needs they could address here. They could address their corner situation. They could also, draft, they could also address their <clears throat> wide receiver situation. Since it seems like they have chosen not to re-sign Kenny Galladay or Martin, Marvin Jones Jr. So this is a tough one because they could go with – you got Caleb Farley, you got Patrick Sertan, you also got Devontae Smith. But ultimately, I think they're going to go corner here just because you've got Caleb Farley and Patrick Sertan still on the board. Uh, Caleb Farley is, in my opinion, the better prospect at cornerback uh, just because I think that he would fit in better with the Detroit's uh, more secondary heavy defense. And I think that Patrick Sertain would probably work better in man coverage rather than zone coverage. So I think that uh, Caleb Farley would fit in better in this defense. So I'm going to take Caleb Farley here. And they'll probably address receiver later on in the draft. So Because, yeah, this is a very good wide receiver class. It actually really is. <clears throat> All right, and uh, this one might be a little bit controversial with everything going on with the Sean Watson. But as of right now with the eighth pick, I think they need to go quarterback here. Teddy Bridgewater has shown that he's not a starting quarterback. He's a backup at best. But uh, with all the Deshaun Watson rumors, you may be quick to think that they're – like you can't just assume that they're going to get him. So going into this, you've got to go quarterback. And like you said, Trey Lance had a great – Pro day. Great pro day. He was was impressive. He looked like Josh Allen. I know someone said that. So Yeah, and so I have – the Panthers going with Trey Lance at All right. number eight. And I think Trey Lance could be potentially be a star, but I also I think he could have the potential to bust. So hopefully the Panthers can do him right. And I think Matt Rule's a good coach, so I think they could definitely do that. All right, the uh, the Broncos here. Uh, this is another tough one, but I think ultimately their most their biggest need is corner, especially after cutting A.J. Boyer. So I think here you go with Patrick Sertain, the best corner on the draft board still. So Broncos take Patrick Sertain at nine. That's a tough one for the Cowboys because I'm sure the Cowboys want him. So, yeah, and if the Cowboys don't end up getting him, they they could address like like you said, like if the cornerback's not up there, you draft. O-line. They could draft O line. Still got Rashawn yeah, Slater on the interior board, right? defensive line or an edge rusher. And I'm looking at this. Uh, if you look at the team needs right here, uh, it says quarterback. Right after they. Uh, That's ironic. <laughs> right after they just signed Dak Prescott. But, um, yeah, so uh, with that, I think they'll be going Rashawn Slater. At I agree. Number I two. Agree. And I think that could be great for them, especially because they've had some O-line troubles in the past few seasons. So, especially this season. They had a lot of O-line trouble as well as quarterback tro- trouble. So. And injury trouble. And right? injury trouble, yeah. And that too. All right, the Giants here, it's a tough one. For me, it's between Kyle Pitts and Devontae Smith. But – in my opinion, Devontae Smith is probably going to be the better option here just because the Giants, unless they address receiver free agency, then I can be changing my mind. But they still have Evan Ingram who's turning it. I mean, he's not a he's not a top five tight end by any means, but he's turning into be a decent tight end. And yeah. I don't think that's 
tight end is something they're looking for really right now. So I think they go with Devontae Smith. And I think Kyle Pitts does slide quite a bit, uh, unfortunately. I, I do think that he could be – he has potential to be one of the best tight ends in the league coming in the coming years because he's just – he can do everything. He's, he's insane. I, it's crazy. Yeah, and uh, with the 12th pick, the 49ers, I've seen a bunch of people that have gone with Kyle Pitts here, and people have been like, well, you have George Kittle. Why don't you just ro- roll with George Kittle? He's obviously top three in the NFL, but – Kyle Pitts is so versatile. Like you, I could see him moving to wide receiver and being a no, great wide a receiver. And there's honestly not like their most important needs are the, their cornerback, interior O-line, and quarterback. Those are all off the board. So I actually agree, and I think I will go Kyle Pitts here because I think they slide him over to wide receiver, and I think it'll be a great match. That's interesting. I like the. I like it, though. I like the – riskiness and I think that would be really interesting if Kyle Pitts did in fact move over to wide receiver I, I think he'd be successful at that position and I think that I, I think it would be amazing for the 49ers I mean you've got Brandon Ayuk yeah. who had a great rookie season and I, I think that would be excellent actually so I agree with you there all right for the Chargers uh not much not much you know back last year I think that they go with Samuel Samuel Cosme from Texas the best uh, offensive tackle on this board currently. And I think that they need to do a little better job of protecting Justin Herbert. And I think they start by doing that. I remember that first mock draft. We <laughs> yeah. Go back. All right. And uh, so with the 14th pick, the Vikings, uh, NFC North team, uh, it's one of the teams that I've gotten to watch the most because of them playing the Bears. And they need, they need offensive line. They need defensive line. But here – Honestly, I think they go – well, actually, you're going to have to give me a minute because this this could go many different ways. It could, yeah. Let's just see. There's not really many good safeties in this class. Yeah, and if they don't re-sign uh, – what's the name, Harris? Then uh, something they'll need to address. Yeah, so I think they do end up reaching a little bit here, and I think they will go with – Actually, they go probably interior line. That's, that's what I was thinking. So but, Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, with that, I'd go with Elijah Vera Tucker. All right. I, I like that pick. I have no idea oh. how to get that off. <laughs> it's just on O-line. Yeah, no, I got it. I like that pick a lot, actually. I think that Elijah Vera Tucker's – I mean, you can move him anywhere. So yeah. the Vikings need some O-line help. Not as much as, you know – not as much as they need help on the defensive side, but I think you can address that in the later rounds just because this draft isn't very safety heavy. So uh, – Sorry, one second. Dude, what did you do? Sorry, just go here. Oh, I see what you're Dude, what? Sorry, guys. This is, like, really confusing. The the interface is, like, horrible. Okay, we're back. Okay. All right, so now that we're on to the Patriots, you know, if I was picking personally, Ryan, I would have put – I would have slid Kyle Pitts to, uh, to the Patriots. And I would have had the 49ers taking someone along the lines of uh, maybe uh, Christian Derrissaw or someone to strengthen that line. But since you took since you took Kyle Pitts off the board already, I'm going to have to do a couple of analyses. Okay, so we've got Micah Parsons on the board. I think that Micah Parsons, if, if this were to happen, if it were to be, if Kyle Pitts were to go to the 49ers, I think that the Patriots would take Micah Parsons. They have a history of taking players who are a little bit more troubled. And honestly, yes, he's troubled, but, man, he's a great he's, linebacker. He's a ball player. He's a ball player. 
and that's for sure. And I think they could, the Patriots could use him on their defense, especially since I think they've made some defensive cuts. So, All right, and oh, cool. I was going to say if oh. Kyle Pitts slides, but I think Kyle Pitts is honestly the pick that they yeah. picked there. But we'll see. We'll see. And now we've got the Cardinals, who uh, their needs are cornerback and running back. All of the cornerbacks are off the board. Yeah, and, I don't think they take cornerback just because they they just re-signed uh, Patrick Peterson, but they did let Robert Alford go, so I they could go corner here. I, I, I don't know, but what do you think? Well, if we look down at corner, I'll tell you who the J.C. Horn is still on the board, right? Yeah, he's at twenty one. But uh, so I either see them going with uh, Najee Harris out of Alabama, or I see them going with Quiddy Pay, and honestly. I don't know how Najee Harris is going to do in the NFL, but I think they give it a shot, and I do think they pick up. You know, I agree, and I think that Najee Harris is an extremely explosive player, and not that Kenyon Drake is not, but I I think that Najee Harris is much better of a prospect than Kenyon Drake is. He's also, I believe, a free agent. So if they choose not to re-sign Kenyon Drake, then I think this would be the better decision to make. So I agree. Um, And now for the Raiders at at pick number 17. Uh, I I don't know here what you go with because you know they need they need help on all sides of the all sides of the uh, defensive ball, uh, but I think that ultimately they need most help on the defensive line. So I think that they go probably with edge rusher here in Quiddy Pay. Uh, he's the best edge rusher on the board. He's got the best the best uh, tape that I've seen. So I think that you go with Quiddy Pay here for the Raiders. All right, now let's see if I can get back to the. The extremely difficult website interface. There we go. All right, and now we have the Dolphins making their second pick of the draft, and we had them taking – who did we have them taking? We had them taking uh, – What's his name? Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, yeah. So they've figured out their wide receiver needs with uh, Jalen Waddle, and now I do think they go a lot offensive tackle here. I agree. And best pick on the board – Christian Derisaw. Christian Derisaw is a great pick. And I, I don't think they look back. I think they run with this. And I think that that board is so – all of these players, all of these offensive tackles are so good. Like this draft is so stacked when it comes to the offensive line. Yeah. And I think that you can go with anyone here and be successful. So I like that pick. All right, now we get to Washington. This one is going to be interesting. And I think that Washington probably is going to address their need at – uh, at QB in free agency. So uh, my my assumption is that's off the board. So they either go with free agency or they go with Taylor Heineke. We'll see. So if that's the case, then their their biggest other need is offensive line. And I agree with that. They they did franchise tag Brandon Scherf, but they do need help on the tackle. So I think you take the best, the best uh, prospect on the board here in Tevin Jenkins. Now, All you're, right. up. now, now you're up with the Bears. Yeah, that's that leaves the Bears. And uh... – People are going to disagree with me on this one, but uh, I'm not a huge Mac Jones guy. So, uh, in saying that, the Bears, they either go offensive tackle, and the top offensive tackle is Jalen Mayfield. So, I would either have the Bears taking Jalen Mayfield here or Kadarius Toney, and I am a huge Kadarius Toney guy. He's, I would, man, he's nasty. I would love to see him on the Bears. So, uh because of my bias, I'm just going to go with Kadarius Tony. Okay. Although, you think about it, Ryan, I know you like him a lot, but you got to think they just franchise tagged Allen Robinson and you still got Darnell Mooney. So, yes. But Mac Jones may not be addressing your QB situation. So, doesn't hurt uh, to, doesn't hurt to build add up to the your weaponry. wide receiver core. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Now with the Colts, this is a tough one. Uh, Quarterback. I'm just kidding. No, well, I, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, you could go with O-line here, but there's not really a lot of top prospects on the board. I know I said that there was a lot of O-tackles. that are. It's, it's a very O-tackle-heavy draft, but most of your picks are probably going to fall the second round here. So most likely – Man, this is tough because they could go with J.C. Horn here, but they could also go. Yeah, I think J.C. Horn's your best pick here. They need some. They need some depth at corner, and uh, J.C. Horn's still on the board, so that'd be awesome for them. All right, and that leaves me with the twenty-second pick with the Titans, and this one's going to be easy for me. Honestly, I have them taking Jalen Phillips. They need an edge rusher for sure. It's simple as that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't think there's much explanation there. They they're probably going to let Jadavian Clowney walk, so. So there you go. All right, I think the Jets here need a receiver. I mean, they've got Jamison Crowder. They've got Denzel Mims, who was – I believe he was a second-round pick last year. And they can build on that, but now that you got Zach Wilson, you got to give him a young target. So I think that here we go with the best receiver in the draft – or not in the draft, on the board right now. I'm sorry. On the board right now in Rashad Bateman. And, you know, he could end up being the best receiver in the draft. I think he's very underrated, and I think that he – under better circumstances, I don't think that Minnesota was typically a top 25 team during the season, but I think under really good circumstances, he could be an excellent receiver. So he could easily work his way back up into the top three receivers from this draft, if not the best receiver from this draft eventually. So, All right, and uh, now at 24. Oh, can I take the Steelers? Can I take the Steelers? Uh, or are we going to keep you, with our you order? Can, you can have the Steelers, but uh, I want to I wanna put some input on this first. Okay. Uh, if I had to pick, I'd pick Travis Ntien here. Really? I Yeah, I do think he's the best available on the board. And because what do they need? They need offensive tackle. Jalen yeah, Mayfield, definitely. maybe. Cornerback. Who's the best available quarterback Cornerback right now? Greg Newsom, the second. I have never heard of him. I'll let you take from that. <laughs> okay. So if I'm being completely honest, yes, we do need a running back. But, yes, we do need an offensive tackle. I mean, we got Villanueva, but he's getting older and uh, – Okorafor is just not cutting it. So I think that, honestly, we go up tackle here with the best pick on the board in Jalen Mayfield. Now, we could go with Travis Etienne here, but I think that there are – this is a very running back heavy draft, and I think that we could wait till the second round to pick up someone such as Javante Williams or Michael Carter. So I think that here you have to go with the offensive tackles because they're so heavy in this draft, but they're also so needed. So I think here you go with offensive tackle – in Jalen Mayfield for Michigan, even though he's a 32nd best uh, player available in the draft, I think that he is a excellent addition to the Steelers' O-line, especially after signing B.J. Finney yesterday. And that leaves the best team in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're definitely that. So with the 25th pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think they – you could say they need to address offensive line here, but if you go offensive line, you're taking – Top prospect in Liam Eikenberg. Liam I mean, Eikenberg, that's... but uh, I, I do think that there's some better players out there that they can go with. Okay. Players such as, I guess there's not a lot. <laughs> I think Liam Eikenberg, if I'm being personally honest. All right, well, uh, so, yeah, well, in this, <laughs> I, I might agree with you here, but... Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Eichenberg here. I think that's the best pick here. Eichenberg's a... Well, we've got some players falling pretty far. Let's see. Oh, Wosikoromora. Speaking of, speak to the devil. I mean, I think that the Browns could take a Wosikoromora here, if I'm being completely honest. But 
Let me see who else we've got on the board here. Ooh, this is tough. Man, this is a tough one. I could go with Barmore here, or I could go with Ojolari. Man, this is tough. And a lot of this depends on free agency for the Browns, but, man. Man. Oh. Oh, man. Putting me on the spot here. I'd go with Owusu. Owusu, but it's not one of their top needs. Well, at that point, if there's not a lot of good players left on the board for them, then you take best players. Well, you got Christian Barmore. They need interior line. I'd still take best player available, honestly. All right, I'm going to go with Owusu Koromora. He's a great prospect, and I think the Browns do need a little bit of linebacker help. So I'm going to agree with Ryan here. I'm going to go with Owusu Koromora. And the number one prospect on the board right now is Mac Jones. He's not going first round. The amount of hype he has and that he's had around him is just crazy. I don't think he's going to live up to that, even though people are hyping him up. I mean, he he was on one of the best offenses to ever graze college football. So obviously he's going to get hype, but I don't think he's got the caliber of talent that a first-round quarterback entails. Now, he could prove us all wrong. He could be, go out there and be the next Tom Brady, but, you know, we can't predict that. Yeah. So, Well, with the uh, 27th pick, the Ravens, who uh, have had two disappointing seasons in a row, obviously. Yeah, playoff-wise. Yeah. Well, let's just say edge rusher, number one edge rusher available. Oh, Jalari. My favorite name to say. Aziz Ojolari. Aziz Ojolari. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good pick, actually. Especially because I think the Ravens have a lot of cap space and they'll probably use that for a receiver. I mean, you got like a lot of like top tier receivers. You got Marvin Jones and Galladay on the, on the, uh, in free agency. And that's just saying two of them. So I don't think you go with receiver here, especially since your only receiver is Terrace Marshall, who's, I mean, he's amazing, but he's not a, I don't think he's a first round pick. All right, here, got the Saints. This is a tough one as well. Uh, I think that here you absolutely probably have to go with Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher out of Miami. Just because they just released uh, Trey Hendrickson, and that is definitely something that's going to leave a big hole. And I think that if they do end up releasing Michael Thomas, which I've heard might happen, then they would probably go with someone such as Terrace Marshall. But since they're not, I think that they need to replace Henderson. And right. I think you can yeah. do so with Russo. Now this one is going to be a little bit hard for me to choose because uh, one of my least favorite teams in the NFL, the Packers. And we've seen the Packers. Aaron Rodgers can make any wide receiver good, so it doesn't really matter if you pick wide receiver or not. But – I don't think it would hurt to take a wide receiver here. And uh, their number one need right now is offensive tackle, cornerback. And there's not a lot of those that are very high on the board unless you look at, say, let's look. They could take Nick Bolton out of Missouri but or Zayvon Collins. But honestly, here I see them taking Terrence Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Yeah, I agree with that. Um I think they do definitely do need another receiver. I thought he was going to fall to the second round, but you know I can't, I can't deny that. But because there's not really a lot of other top cornerbacks besides yeah. you know Newsom, so now we get to the Bills. Hmm. This is a tough one. I think probably O line. I think they probably go with Liam Eikenberg in this in this uh, pick. Oh, actually, you already took Liam Eikenberg, did you not? I think so I, I think they take Dylan Reduns, uh, the uh, tackle out of North Dakota State. 
They need some help on the offensive line, and so does this next pick, too. Well, this next pick is lucky because uh, someone that has fallen quite a bit and that I think will have a great season is, you want to guess who it is? We had him in our, our last draft. He fell quite a bit. Offensive tackle. Who did we have? Hmm. Alex Leatherwood. Alex Leatherwood. Did we have him? We had him. We had him going to thirty second overall before the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Now he's going thirty first overall to the Chiefs, which leaves the Buccaneers with the last pick. All right, here I think that they've got to take Christian Barmore. You can't pass up on that kind of talent on the D line, and uh, especially if they let Shaq Barrett go. I know he's not an interior D lineman, but I think that his the impact he has, Barmore could also have on that D line. So I think that they definitely take Barmore here. All right, and that's it. Yeah, that'll wrap it up for our mock draft. Yeah. All right, Drew. Uh, so we have a couple minutes left. That mock draft didn't take too long, and I want to ask you a few questions about your like your predictions for next season. Mm-hmm. So awesome. I want to know what you think the Steelers' record is going to be next season because they do have the hardest schedule in the NFL. They do. And I'm going to go out on a whim here. I'm going to say 10 and six. Uh, I don't think that they replicate the success, which they had last season, but I don't think they, they crumble apart either. I mean, people are hating on Ben Roethlisberger, but Ben Roethlisberger was still a top 15 statistic quarterback last year. So yeah, I don't think you can hate on Ben Roethlisberger when he's putting up those kind of stats. And I know that a lot of, uh, we're going to have a lot of probably cuts and walks and a lot of that kind of stuff. But I think that that could, open up a lot of cap space for uh, improving the O-line, and we could use the draft to improve the run game. So I think that 10-6 and six is a good number. All right, and uh, who's going to be the number one regular season team next year? Man. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to probably have to go with the Chiefs. Safest bet. Yeah, I think that is a safest bet, honestly. Chiefs. I know the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, but I just don't see them – I mean, this season they weren't. They were a wild card team. I don't see them. I, I I see them going like twelve and four, but I don't see them being the best team in the league. The Chiefs are just too dominant. Did you see uh, Tom Brady signed a one? I did extension? see he signed the extension. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, playing into forty five years old, that man is unstoppable. I wouldn't be surprised seeing him play until his fifties. It won't. I don't think it'll happen, but you never know. And my last question is, who's going to be the worst team in the NFL next year? Worst team in the NFL. The worst team. I'm going to have to go with the Jaguars once again. Ah, well, no, the Texans. The Texans are losing everything. I don't think there's a lot of explanation I need there. So Yeah, I, I agree there, but I could also see the Lions tanking because if you think about all the future they have, if they are the worst team in the NFL, they'll have their first-round pick, they have the Rams' first-round pick. They have they have the future, and I think the Lions are going to end up being a great team, but not after completely tanking this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, all we have today. Tune in for next week where wh- – wh- what are we going to talk about next week, Drew? Um, next week I think that we could talk about – we could talk about some of the stuff going on in the NFL as well as I think we could have a debate day. I yeah, I guess we could do that. We could do debate day, yeah. All, all right. right, well, cool. That's it for this this episode. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. And as always, stay stay inside inside the the 20. 20.